0: First, I want to ask you uh, Campbell uh, and this is maybe a, a little odd question but um you're you're sort of weird because you've you've been an adult ever since i've 've known you for about three and a half years you've acted like a like a thirty year old man is that is that a an appropriate <laughs>
1: my mom would probably disagree with that okay
0: well yeah, you know what i I would imagine uh, Martha would have some different thoughts on that sometimes, but um like You know, I I guess the joke that I would make is your your brief your your guitar case kind of doubles as a briefcase. Like you, when whenever I am talking with you, you you tell me that you have this gig at this venue, you have this gig at this venue, you're playing this thing for the church, and then you're going to be at this thing. How do you how do you keep up keep up with all that sort of stuff?
1: I used to uh, I, I don't like technology as much as many people my age do. Um, I didn't have a laptop until about a month ago, so I kept track of all my like calendars and stuff like that, um, in like the old school calendar books and stuff. But recently, since I'm going to college, I had to get a laptop. I couldn't avoid it anymore. So now I'm using my laptop for it, which is actually kind of cool. But
0: okay, very good. So um, w- now with that, um, you know most most. Young people your age are, are just trying to, you know, get that last paper in, or make sure that they get that right, you know, this or that or the other. Uh, you're doing that and juggling a kind of a, uh, almost a full-time job with with scheduling performances. Um, you you know, you go from the swamp to the well, and you're you're doing a little bit of both. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. So it's it's uh it's sort of a um it it's interesting to me, and I I just want to ask what you think about kind of balance to the two as, as a young person trying to to, to be able to do both and, and finish up and graduate and get all that done as well
1: you mean like balance school and my music yeah. or the swamp in church
0: well <laughs> let's go to school and music
1: okay i mean as my mom would probably tell you i'm not the most focused on my school i should be but you know i, I make good grades it's fine but um, anyway, I, I got accepted to Charleston. That's, that's enough for me. <laughs> but yeah, um, I probably spend a little too little time on my schoolwork because I'm spending most of my time on my music stuff, and my mom yells at me about that all the time. But it, it gets kind of hectic. The past three weeks have been very, very stressful because, I don't know, I've, I've been trying to book a lot more since I'm going to Charleston, and I'd like to kind of hit the ground running as far as having gigs there when I actually do move there. So I've been trying to book out of town a lot more, which is a lot harder, because I like in-person kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of hard for, like, you know, a random 18-year-old to email you and be like, hey, I play music, you should give me your money, so, like, without them actually meeting you or knowing anything about you, and, like, the hardest part is, like, actually getting in to, uh, like, with the people or whatever, and that's hard to do over an email, so the past past couple of weeks between, you know, getting stuff together for school like student loans, which my mom never stops reminding me of, (laughs) and uh, scholarships and apartments and roommates and all that kind of stuff, plus the music.
0: Very good. Okay. All right. Well, um, and this is the last one that I wanted uh, to to ask you about. Uh, Everybody has different family situations, and and yours is a remarkable one, and one that I... I talk about, you know, with with friends, um with my friends sometimes every once in a while because um the way you do family is is different than most would. And uh, you probably don't think about it much, but it's something that I thought about um you know, with with the passing of your dad, um you know, you have your mom and then you have also, you know, your your godparents and they've basically been, you know, adopted parents and, and you've got free parents mm-hmm. of two and so too yeah. Uh, Tell me, and then two sisters instead of one. So, yeah. and, and they're all here, which is awesome. They're all together, and they will be at the swamp, and then they'll be at the well, and then they'll be at the no, 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 no swamp. No more swamp. Just okay. <laughs> Hank, is, Hank is signing. No more swamp. So let's move on. So um, b- let me ask you. Tell me about tell me about this this setup for family. How is it How is it for you as a young person having this this sort of this sort of family?
1: Well, first off, I don't have two moms and two sisters, I have four moms. There you go. Okay. Four moms. Does that, that make sense? And if you want to count my grandmas, that's two more. Two. Perfect. And Randall's all by himself as far as the only dude. So you got feel for him. But um if I had a dollar for every time I heard the that phrase about the village thing. Yeah. I wouldn't have to do music. Yeah. I already okay. be loaded. I, I, We'd be fine. Wouldn't have any worries about apartments. But um, no, nah, I mean Ever since he passed, I mean, they, everybody stepped up a lot, and I'm not as appreciative as I should be sometimes, but I am, and I don't know, just they've done a lot for me, and I appreciate it.
0: Very good. All right. Well, um, let's let's move on to the the reverent submission um, in the passage. Uh, this is one of those that uh, when I think about it, you know, I think of uh, Christ offering prayers and and you know. There's the idea of um, him going off by himself with, with all sorts of stress going on he took time to go away and to pray and to uh, you know, basically do a lot of work when he is you know taking a break when he's away from you know the crowds and all that sort of stuff then um, I, I want to ask you when you are when you' are, you, know, you got school and you got all kinds of the, the craziness and all that sort of stuff then you go home and you work on you know, music for hours. What does that time mean for you when you're you're sort of away from it all, and, and this becomes, you know, this becomes a time where you're working on your craft or whatever you want to call it. You know, what do you during do during that time, as far as you know, writing or thinking about what you're going to play, or, or you're making your own music, all that sort of stuff.
1: Like, what do I do when I'm not doing school or actually playing, like sure. pre- preparation time? Yeah. Well, um, recently, a lot more writing because um i know, I've started a couple new projects um as far as recording and stuff like that, so I've been doing a little bit more writing uh of late, and then i uh most of the time try to spend time um getting new songs for my uh setup as far as at restaurants and stuff like that, and trying to perfect just not just how I perform and sing but my setup in general, and like you know how to keep make it the most efficient that I can possible. I uh, work on marketing kind of stuff um, like we 're working on stickers right now. Uh, I just created my first website, spent way too much time on that um, you know stuff like that, trying to get my name out my you know all that kind of stuff and then um I'm just practicing honestly.
0: very good well uh, the other one is you know, 're sort of self employed uh, as far as that goes you 're able to you know kind of Book shows and book you know, different venues and all that sort of stuff. And you, you play with uh, Elia, uh, with Far East Coast, and uh, you, you know you ha- you've done the full band or you've done just you. Uh, but you know there's, there is this, this sort of like you know you have you have the different venues. Each one of the, the people that's in charge of booking that's sort of your boss. How does how does that work? How does that dynamic work? And you know how what have you learned? And, and you know how does that help you to, to grow as far as working with. You know, adults that are professionals that, that kind of say, hey, this we need to be here and all that sort of stuff.
1: Um, well, first off, it's been great because all the people that own restaurants and stuff in Florence are, like, really, really nice and really, really cool. Yeah. And I hope it continues to be like that. It might not. But um, I think uh, the, the main thing that I've learned is it's good to be not just, like, you know, associate with the people that you're dealing with, but actually, like, try to be, become, like, friends to an extent. Because not only will they, you know, book you and, you know, you get a couple gigs out of that, but you also, they'll help you, like, in other ways if they like you. So that kind of thing. And that's what I've tried to, like, when I finally made my plan about what I wanted to do, I'm using Florence kind of like as a, like a practice round kind of thing. So when I get to Charleston on a much bigger scale, I can do the same kind of networking thing just there.
0: Great. Well, uh, you've also played with the Well Band. I guess, how long has that been?
1: You asked me this yesterday. <laughs> it's been like t- my first time ever playing was on a youth Sunday. Okay, so it was like two or two years ago, I think. Okay, I want to okay. say 2016. So okay. I think two years ago.
0: So how is it? How is it? Uh, how is it having Sharon as kind of a boss?
1: Well, she was my elementary school uh, music teacher. Whew. I mean, I think from kindergarten to like what second, and then you left me. And so, you know, there was that. And she said the other week that she never thought that she'd be playing on a stage with me. But here I am. But um, she's a good boss.
0: Very good. All right. And and what have you learned? Like you, you know, you have um, you've had all this experience week after week. You're coming to the practices, all that sort of stuff. What have you What have you learned from serving uh, in the
1: well band? Well, one thing is that a lot of the stuff that I learned is stuff that I never. I mean, for the longest time, I never thought of music as being something that I could actually do. A, I never thought I was like you know actually good enough to do it I thought it was gonna be more of just like a hobby or you know, something to appreciate. But I learned a lot of the stuff that I didn't even know was a thing mm-hmm. as far as playing at, you know, gigs and stuff like that, like all of the setup and all that kind of stuff and between her and Mr. Johnny teaching me about sound and you know, what you your different goals as far as performing and stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff that I didn't even know that you needed to know. So without this I would be substantially not near as where I was yeah. or where I am.
0: Very good. Uh, the idea of reverence to mission, uh, you, you know, Christ is giving his life over and, and, and kind of developing. You know, for, for Jesus to learn obedience, to, to, to give his life over, to, to suffer, to go through these things, to become ready to give his life on the cross... Um, I mean, it's a process, you know, when we say we're going to give our gifts, talents, service to witness to the church and to, you know, building the kingdom of God, uh, it starts from a very young age and and you give over your life a little bit at a time. So for you to, 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 you know, start this early and to be, you know, leading worship at, you know, the Well Band and all that sort of stuff and then, you know, having plans to move to to Charleston and hopefully, you know, get set up at a church there maybe and lead the worship and some of the sort of things we talked about, you know, um, getting plugged in there and and leading. Um, First of all, you know, it's it's amazing to see. And and second, um, I I, I think you may not see, uh, you know, the impact that you have and, and, and students a lot of times won't see the impact that they have but you know, folks that are sitting here and listening and worshiping every Sunday and, and, and think back to a time where you're, you're singing a particular song and, and they um, remember it and it's something that, that uh, you know, touches their hearts and, and it breaks their hearts at times um, that's very important uh, I, I, I sent him a question about uh, any particular song that you, know, you, you remember that it changed you um, whether it's one that we have sang in the well or if it's one that either has particular lyrics that uh, he just rolled his eyes because this is one that he's blanking on and I'm, I'm going to put him on the spot. You, do you remember one that that um, either you know almost brought you to tears, that has um, made you had a shift, that made you think differently about something? Is there anything that comes to mind?
1: I can't stand corny stuff, so this is why I didn't answer <laughs> that one. Um... If I had to guess, when I guess it would be American Pie by Don McLean.
0: Okay, very good.
1: Um, that was one, my dad. One of my dad's favorite songs if not yeah. his most favorite song, and I've heard a story multiple times about how one time on the beach, my dad sang it word for word to my mom, and then Mona Fipkin told um, her that she had to marry him. So, and uh, we, that song seems to be like a reoccurring theme in my family a lot of times, and yeah. And I I know everybody in here should have heard that song. So the words are just Domicline in general.
0: Thank you. Uh, I'm glad you submitted that one to us. It was wonderful. Uh, The last one we want to speak about is uh, the obedience and suffering. So this is is one of those, um, you know, Christ died on the cross, but there was suffering before that. There was these loud cries and tears. There was... um, this forming and shaping, even of Jesus, uh, which is blows my mind every time I think about it. This is one of those passages I, I struggle with because you know if, if Jesus had to learn obedience, how much more so do we? Uh, so, um, for you, uh, Campbell, um, tell me about you know as far as music goes, you know, learning guitar, you know, working with Johnny Tanner and the Well Band, you know, and, and kind of seeing the you know, I don't know, I call it sweeping. I don't know what they call it on like acoustic guitar, but you know, like playing like he's <laughs> a rock star you know. up here. You know, learning and you know, getting the calluses on the fingers and, and you know, spending hours and hours and hours trying to you know, perfect and hone and all that sort of stuff.
1: Well, I guess one thing that's kind of intimidating is the fact that like you'll never there's no such thing as being perfect at it. So like you can always get better in some way, shape, or form. You can it'll you can always improve or whatever. And it's always kind of funny because at the very beginning or whatever, Mr. Johnny, Mr. Johnny, he's very adamant that he didn't want to he didn't want to teach. You know, he didn't want to do lessons. He didn't want to do a weekly thing like you know no. But every single time I see him, there's a new lesson, something that I need to work on. Something that this is new. You should try this, that kind of thing. And um and it didn't, not just on guitar on piano too because he knows more about music than, like, I'll ever know. So, you know, between that and just one of the things that I've tried to do a lot is y- you need to learn to play almost subconsciously. So, like, while you're watching TV, anything that doesn't involve your hands, do something with it. Yeah. You know, play, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um uh, the pianos at this church sound a lot better than my piano at home. Um, so I was usually after church or something. Most days I'll spend, I don't know, a couple hours by myself, probably annoying some people in a Sunday school classroom.
0: You've heard of Jim Ratt. He's, he's come, he comes the to the gym rat. to play the piano. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. But, yeah. Very good.
1: So that one in the... Uh, Sanctuary. No, the other one. Spears. Oh, Spears. Yeah. yeah, that one sounds a lot better than that one. Well, there you go. Just okay. Saying.
0: Very good. Well, um... This is another one. This is one of those. We, we had a, a long conversation uh, one time, and I could kind of see it coming. Um, I could kind of see Ouch. where God was leading. No, not that part. <laughs> um, try, I'm trying I'm to do my best here. Um, I could see where God was leading, I should say. Um, you you tried out for the baseball team sophomore year? Freshman.
1: Freshman? Well, actually, technically seventh grade. So,
0: okay. But... but when was it, was, it was your sophomore year that in particular? Yeah, was yeah that, that was the... Your sophomore year, you have know, been playing baseball for years, an excellent baseball player, um, and uh, tried out the softball, uh, softball, softball, baseball team, and, and you were cut, you were cut from the baseball oh, team. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's one of those sort of things, you know, we had a conversation, in my mind, I just, I wanted to tell you, man, you shouldn't be playing baseball, you should be playing music, you know, and I, you can't say that to Campbell, uh, but, you know... Hurt my feelings. It, it would hurt your feelings and, then the, and at the time it's you know hey everything that I planned on doing this year was you know I wanted to do baseball I wanted to be with my friends all this sort of stuff tell me about your feelings there and, and kind of that that suffering you had to go through with that issue
1: well that goes back to my family again uh, we, we're we kind of a family of athletes save me um, well let's see my sister played varsity tennis when she was in 7th grade yeah. my yeah. grandfather is like the athlete and my dad was the athlete. He played varsity basketball in seventh grade, eighth grade, one of those two. Uh, my dad and my grandfather are both in the Florence Athletic Hall of Fame. My grandmother was big into coaching, so you know a lot of that. And then here comes me. <laughs> um, I did. I actually did do varsity track for a couple of years, but that's not saying much. And um, you just run. And uh, so it disappoints my mother sometimes I think that I didn't do the basketball thing because she's always very into like church basketball and stuff like that. Yeah. She gets on me because she wants to watch me play. And this was my last year. So she sad about that, but, um, it's a different route to go with music. I mean, I'm glad I did because I think I'm better at music than I was ever going to be at anything else. Um, but yeah, so I mean it happened, but, um, you know, like you said, that gave me time to be f- full into, you know, what I like to do. So,
0: yeah. And we talk about God's providence and and how you know He He gently nudges us this way and that, and we can we can submit and we can and we can uh, listen to what He has to say and, and the way the Holy Spirit is moving us. And, and I really think you know, for you, you'll look back and you'll say, you know, getting cut from the baseball team, even though the time it hurt and it was painful, is is one that it. It shifted everything, and and it changed the way. And you were kind of all into music, and it was all in. It was all go from there, and and, you know that's kind of where you find yourself now. Um, So, uh, to kind of close and and, and kind of wrap these uh, things up, um, I I think of uh, Richard Rohr, a Franciscan friar, and uh, his thoughts on the way we listen and we grow and we. You know reverently submit, we learn obedience is kind of like building uh, a, a container. and uh, that's that's what we're doing in the first part of life. And so you know I see Campbell building his container and there's there's music in there, and there's leading worship at the well. Um, you know, Jesus Christ building a container to basically share his love with everyone uh, with the death on the cross and in resurrection. And uh, for us, you know, we're, we're building a container. And once you have that container, what do you fill that container with? That's the question that, that we leave you with today. You know, you, you build the container, you do the work, you know, you suffer at times and grow. But then what do you fill that with? What do you let the Holy Spirit fill your life with to, to be your legacy, to be what you pass on to your family, to your friends, to...